I'm stupid, you're smart. I was wrong, you were right. You're the best, I'm the worst. Uh, you're very good looking, I'm not attractive. All right, as long as you're willing to admit that. Welcome to the Black Irish Podcast. with myself, Brendan McCorkle. My PIB is MIA this week, so I'm going solo. Uh, it's going to be a bit of a different show because of that, but uh, we're still going to rock through it anyway because we said we're going to be here every week, so we're going to be here every week. Um, that being said, did you know those stupid sensors in the house, the uh, carbon monoxide sensors, the ones that they make you put in before you sell your house that just all they do is smell farts? Well, I farted so bad the other day that it set it off. And let me tell you, when you think a smoke detector is has a battery that's dying and you're going through every uh, room in the house trying to smash every single smoke detector because you cannot figure out which one it is and you're like unplugging the batteries. You're like, why is something still beeping somewhere? It was the gosh darn carbon monoxide. So... I just took it off the wall, aired it out a little bit, put it back on, everybody's fine, nobody's dying because of a fart. But that also got me thinking, like, what gives me the worst farts? Like, the, the loudest farts are usually, like, meat-based or pizza-based or something like that. Usually it's like a heavier, nasty, solid-type food, you know? It's not... It's not like the uh, the organic-y vegetable stuff that just makes you shit all the time. It's, you know, something hefty. Not necessarily smelly, but loud. Boisterous. But that being said, the smelliest stuff is always the diet food. Like high-protein shit. Um, definitely all those herbs and weird stuff you put in smoothies. Like, that stuff just, I mean, it stinks on the way out. And it definitely gives you gas. Like, it's your body's trying to break all these things down and it doesn't know what to do. It's just fighting everything. It just turns into bubbles and there it goes. Which I'm actually dieting and exercising right now, which sucks. Uh, it, It always sucks until it doesn't, which is the weirdest thing. But, like, for dieting for me, it's, it's not... Right now I'm dieting and I'm doing, like... I won't eat until like noon or so, but I also never ate breakfast before. So this whole intermittent fast thing, I was just ahead of the curve because I've never eaten breakfast. Um, But I'll do like a workout exercise in the morning, then do like a protein shake because it's a treat. It tastes good. You know, you get, I do like cookies and cream, protein powder, and just some random frozen uh, fruit. It's awesome. And then, but that gives me tremendous gas because it's just, I don't know blended up crap so that i don't know anyway that's a whole nother story but then the rest of it's like a high protein low carb blah 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 so i don't know 
that's something where you kind of feel gross because the better quality food you eat, like, and the better it is for you, like, your butt just smells so bad. I don't know why. So there's definitely a give and a take there. But um, I'm also doing all kinds of exercise shit. I'm starting to run a little bit, trying to do at least, like, a mile every couple of days or something like that. Nothing crazy, but... You know, some days I'll push it and do two or two and a half miles, something like that. And I always try and have fun with everything I do, even exercise. And so sometimes when I take a break, like in between a block, like I'll take one stretch and I'll walk instead of run or jog. And I usually throw like a pimp limp in there, but I'll do it on like my left side on one. And then the next time I take a break, I'll do it on my right side. So it's even, but I've definitely had some neighbors catch me here and there like, what the fuck is this guy doing walking down the street with a pimp limp, just thinking he's cool as shit. But I'm just having fun while I'm walking, you know. I can walk however the fuck I want down my street. But, you know, have fun with that kind of shit. So we usually, I usually try and do something like that. And then I'll try and do, on the other days, do like a, a high intensity, like a kettlebell workout or some shit like that. But it is no joke. It is hard as fuck to do that kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, the way we do it over here on the Black Irish Podcast is dance like nobody's watching, exercise like everybody is. Like you're at your fucking ninth grade first uh, PE class where everybody's doing like how many pull-ups can you do in a minute how many sit-ups blah 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 where you got to do your strength and conditioning for the year ninth grade is always at that level because it's like all right before that it wasn't a big deal high school it's like oh there's four grades so there's four years of kids above you like you're you're looking at almost men that you're trying to impress so that's your first real gauge of you're gonna push yourself to the absolute limit take yourself there every time you exercise Imagine somebody's filming you for YouTube or some shit like that. You'll get your shit done. Guaranteed you'll get your shit done. And you'll do it with the proper form and you won't be lazy. You know, but also if you don't feel like exercising, fucking who cares? Just take that attitude into everything you do in life. Just do it when it's something hard or something that you have to work to get. Do it like everybody's watching. And you'll do a good job and then you'll know that you did a good job. And you'll fucking continue to do that. And then people will start watching. Mark my words, you get your shit together, people will notice. Uh, but after you exercise, you have to go and rinse off, shower off. So the other day I had to do that, and unfortunately, the only option was the kids' bathroom. So not a big deal, fortunate enough to have two bathrooms. So go in the kids' bathroom, and I'm dealing with the kids' soap as well. So we have a beautiful honest brand lovely smooth skin orange vanilla pump foaming soap it's delightful i have never washed myself with this before so i go on i start washing and it's delightful and then i realized that my balls were gonna smell like a 50 50 creamsicle ice cream bar and that proved to be problematic because later in the day whenever i smelled my fingers i wanted a tasty treat so there's good and bad to uh, smelling like a creamsicle. And the bad is when you smell your sweaty nuts, you want tasty treats. But I do plan on getting my nuts super sweaty in May. Um, here's what I'm doing. And I'm going to put it out there to anybody who wants to do it with me. Feel no pressure, but if you want to, I've seen a lot of friends lately on uh, social media saying how they want to make a change in their life and, you know, get fit or at least not feel like 
whatever they're currently feeling like. So I'm gonna do 30 days of pain in May. And all that is, do it at your own pace, but do it every day, every single day. And that's do exercise, physical activity outside of your normal shit. If you do physical labor for work, good for you. Do fucking 20 minutes of yoga, it doesn't matter. Do something outside if you want to. If you don't, fucking sit on the couch, I don't give a shit. But we'll do it every single day. And before you get ahead of yourself, I know there's 31 days in May, motherfucker. Memorial Day is the 31st. That's the payoff. That's the day that it's yes day for exercising your ass off for 30 days in May, bringing the pain, and you celebrate however you want to with the biggest cheat day of your life on May 31st. So anybody that wants to do it with me, I'll be posting on social media, uh, checking in, making sure, keeping myself accountable, and follow along, join in, do whatever the fuck you want. But uh, it sounds like fun and it sounds like it's going to hurt. So come along with me on that one. Speaking of being hurt. I'm kicking my ass, divine! Even though Mike's not here, uh, we're still going to do the super fight in honor of him. I will take uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. The first will be a crazy cat lady. I'll defend the crazy cat lady as if I'm Mike, so he'd have given up already. And I am Sherlock Holmes. So Sherlock Holmes versus a crazy cat lady. Let's see. Mike would not care for this. Or he would just say he'd sick all his pussy on me. I don't know. All right. The crazy cat lady is riding a broomstick. And Sherlock Holmes is locked in a shark cage. Shit. Uh, super jump. Crazy Cat Lady is riding a broomstick. Super jump. I don't even know what that means. And Sherlock Holmes, who is locked in a shark cage, is narcoleptic. This is going to be difficult. So, let's start off with the Crazy Cat Lady. She's riding a broomstick. She's a witch. That's obvious. She already has other superpowers. Super jump. She could just jump really high. That's pretty cool. Considering somebody's locked in a shark cage, she's going to have to go... Bouncing back and forth over. We can utilize that later. But she is a crazy cat lady. So she will be distracted. Forget to feed her cat. She's going to have a bunch of malnutrition felines coming after Sherlock Holmes. Locked in a shark cage. Not necessarily underwater, just in a cage. And he probably needs a bee in there because he's narcoleptic and falls asleep a lot. So he needs to protect himself from the world. I get that. Okay. Sherlock Holmes. So what he's going to do is he's going to grab one of these hungry, hungry cats and start whipping it around. Really riling this thing up in the shark cage, okay? Knocking the head against the bars. This feline's almost dead anyway. Sorry, people. I, I don't have anything against cats, even though I don't care for them. I prefer dogs. But this cat's got to sacrifice itself for the good of Sherlock Holmes and his narcolepsy. So this cat's going around get, wow, getting wound up, right? This finally incites a little excitement in all the other felines. They attack this crazy cat lady. This bitch has been not taking care of them forever, leaving the TV on, there's shit everywhere, she's a hoarder, she needs to go. They attack her, then these crazy cats finally feast on her remains, get enough strength to go into the cage, take out Sherlock Holmes, he's gone, he's asleep, he doesn't even realize he's being eaten alive until halfway through and there's so many felines there all they got to do is take three or four bites because this crazy cat lady has umpteen amount of fucking cats in her house 
So I'm sorry, Sherlock. You're toast, bro. The cats win. The cats win. This is just so brutal, <laughs> and yet I can't look away. Well, that's all you can do when you don't have anybody to fight except for yourself. So, uh, I am in the current process of losing a toenail. So, that's not disgusting at all. Um, this would be, I was trying to think, I think it's my third or fourth toenail that I would be losing. Um, and I've also lost at least three fingernails. And I think that's, I don't know, I wanted to ask Mike, but I think that's, I think that's a lot more than mo most normal people or like your standard citizen. Um, granted, I was in construction for quite a while uh, doing various things, but um, I mean, at least three and three. So, I mean, the toenails, two of them was from kicking things, including this current one that you should don't kick shit. Just don't kick and punch stuff. It's done. Um, and then I think and both of them are my right big toe. And then I think my left big toe, I, I dropped something on it. Or I was resting something on it because I used to work with glass and steel toe boots. I don't remember. But that one, I think it was just uh, like pressure or something causing an ingrown toenail that had to go. So I think those are my three toenail bits. And as far as fingernails go, I mean, who fucking, if you haven't lost a fingernail, go live a little bit. Jeez, come on. Go outside for crying out loud. Uh, the first time I smashed my fingernail, though, I, I lost my middle fingernail, I think when I was maybe like six or seven. So probably my oldest boy's age. Um, we had in the dining area where we lived, um, we had, it was made out of like pine. It was like some light colored wood that was just like lacquered clear or whatever. Um, and they had bench seats and the benches lifted up for storage underneath. And sure enough, you know, you lean them up one day, sure enough to whack right on the top and uh you know a couple days later that goes away and then just through construction i think i've lost probably another now i think about it three or four at least just from smashing stuff you just tape it up with blue tape or duct tape or whatever kind of tape you have and you know you move on with your day but i, I don't i don't know i think i think i definitely have an abnormal amount of nail loss in my uh life but I think everybody's lost at least one. You smash it in something? Like, that's just living life. I don't know. Oh, but I also, you know what? I did lose another nail. Um, I think just from wearing shoes that were too small for too long. Um, I just, that was just one, one of those things where we got, like, as a kid growing up, we got one new pair of shoes a year. And that was at the end of summer, right before the next school year. We got one pair of shoes and like three pairs of clothes, right? And you always wanted to pick at like Miller's Outpost or Mervyn's or whatever the shit was back in the day for fucking white people. Um, and layaway, bro. Target layaway, Walmart layaway, that was the shit. Uh, but you would try and mix and match. You're like, all right, you get three outfits. So you're like, what's gonna mix and match the most? That and you had hand-me-downs too. We did hand-me-downs in my neighborhood. So it was like, you got your three outfits and then you got hand-me-downs from the older kids on your block from what they had previously. So I grew up in Palmdale and it was a melting pot of people on my street. You know, it, to us, it wasn't 
black, Mexican, white, whatever. It was, we were all fucking poor. That's what we were. So we didn't care what kind of poor you were. We were just fucking poor. So that's what we all had in common. And the, uh, the best hand-me-down that I ever had was um, in, I want to say, 7th and 8th grade. So I was 10 and 11 or 11 and 12. 11 and 12, maybe. Um, yeah, 11 and 12. Uh, was I'm a white kid with a just just toe head blonde colored hair um, hair down to my shoulders surfer kind of haircut shaved on the sides and I had uh, my Mexican neighbor across the street hand-me-downs who was very into rap and we used to uh, listen to all that good stuff Beastie Boys and you know, Notorious and Tupac and all that stuff back in the day. And he gave me a uh, size 32 waist uh, purple jeans. Purple jeans. And there was also matching teal jeans. So I was 11 years old wearing a size 32 waist. So they were just the baggiest, almost Jenko style baggy purple jeans. And I rocked them once a week because guess what? I had to. I didn't have a fucking choice. That's what you got to do. Unlike my co-host, Mike, which I'm totally blasting him right now since he's not here to defend himself. He loves Crocs. I don't get it. I hate them. I, they make every vagina dry up. I just don't understand why. Why? Why? I get it if you're using it in your field of work. If you're a nurse, you're on your feet all day, that, that's a part of your uniform. I'm okay with that. Uh, if you're a chef, you know, in the back of the kitchen, you're a line cook, I get it. Again, part of the uniform. If you're out in public, not to or from work, where it's a part of your uniform, it is fucking unacceptable to wear Crocs. Get it through your head. And if you wear Crocs with socks, cut off your fucking feet. It's wrong. You're a menace to society. You need to stop going out in public. It's rude. We all have to look at you too. It's not nice. Get regular. I mean, go with the socks and slides. Go with the old school. It's okay. That is somewhat acceptable. Crocs are not. Nobody wants to see, like, wear sandals or don't. It's unacceptable, okay? Mediocrity is no longer acceptable here. We need to move forward. So, speaking of nothing, fucking DMX is uh, riding dirty in the hospital right now. He had a heart attack from an OD um, not too long ago, a few days ago. And, you know, it fucking sucks, obviously. That dude's been through a lot and, you know, ups and downs in his career and his life and his addictions and all that kind of shit. So, nothing but the best for him, you know, and hoping for... A recovery and and hoping that he gets whatever he needs out of out of this experience and comes out on the other side for his family and and all that kind of good shit but you know overdosing that's uh my wife worries about that kind of shit but with like multivitamins you know what i'm saying like if i accidentally put and like go to dump it out in my hand and like two come out instead of one and I take it, she's like, what are you doing? You're only supposed to take one of these. I'm like, yeah, but it's a multivitamin. Like, 
I have a little bit more vitamins today. I'm not doing it every day and I'm not guzzling these things. It's not going to overload me with anything. It's fine. It's okay to overdose on multivitamins every now and again, people. Uh, but I was curious, like right now he's, he's on life support, DMX is, and I was kind of curious as to what condition would you need to be in yourself or what would I, what condition would I need to be in to where I'm like, Hey, just pull the plug. I don't want anybody else to deal with this shit. I am on the very close end of like, Hey, if I'm going to come out of this and it's not going to be like 80% normal, fucking pull the plug on me now. I'm good. I've lived a, a way longer than I expected. Um, I intend to live much, much longer. Um, but you know, there were a couple close calls in my day, so I'm happy to be here and eh, you know, I'm good to go. I don't want to live a, a life that's, that's less than what I currently have or what I currently care about. If I can't do it, if I'm Basically, if I'm going to be more of a burden than I'm going to be a joy, then fucking kick me out of here, man. Take me to the pearly gates. Let me fight for my right to party, you know? And that's that's another thing about heaven. You know, I know my boy Mike, is he wants to go in with all the grace and, you know, Lord willing, he will. I don't want to do that. Fuck that, man. I want to go in and have a debate. They have to be like, I want to barely slide in under the line where they're like, okay... I guess we'll let him in. You know, I'm not trying to be the first into heaven. Fuck that. I'm trying to be the last into heaven. You know what I'm saying? Like, enjoy it as much as you can. Get the whole whole enchilada. But that's a, that's a dangerous line to dance with. I understand that. But there is a great movie. Um, it's so white, though. I think it was called Defending Your Life with Albert Brooks and Meryl Streep. Again, super white. Um, but it was like Meryl Streep, that phony baloney was going in and she's you know, defending her life and she's saving cats from fires and all this crazy, you know, just she's skating in. Easy peasy. And Albert Brooks is defending his life like, ah, all the times he was a shitbag. I want to be on the Albert Brooks side. Not saying I want to be him in the movie, but, you know, like, let me get in, but barely. That's all I'm saying. And then I also got to thinking about what, if I was the one to... Uh, be authorized to pull the plug on somebody like would I be able to do it and again this is more of a question for Mike because the answer for me is absolutely yes because I would want somebody to do it for me and I think that unfortunately there are plenty of people in my family uh, that trust me enough to go hey man I want you to do it at this time and I go no problem I got gotcha. you because I know what it feels like. Like, I don't want to... I, I know the feeling already of the bullshit side of it that I fear. So if somebody else has that fear, I understand that feeling. I'll cavork I'll in you. No fucking problem, man. I'll take you out. Any which way but loose. Oh, oh being taken out uh, like my bracket. Holy Toledo, bro. Um, this NCAA tourney was fun to watch. It was It was interesting in the beginning and then it kind of lulled and then it got exciting right at the end when you needed it to. Um, I mean, let's start with the, the final four of the women with South Carolina and Stanford. Stanford, another last minute victory. I mean, those women just figured out how to do it. And then Arizona shocks UConn. That was huge. And then in the championship game, Arizona versus Stanford, it was the last like minute of play 
I was really, really rooting for Arizona until I couldn't. I was, I was like, Stanford was giving the game away, and Arizona was just not smart with their possessions. And so Stanford ended up just taking it on. It just was a weird finish. Didn't care for it, but hey, congratulations to Stanford. You know, winning a tournament isn't easy. Um, just tell that to uh, the Gonzags. The one of the best finishes to a Final Four game um, and devastating losses as well. The uh, Gonzaga versus UCLA was it was a last minute overtime shot that was not supposed to go. Like it just it was one of those shots where everybody in the room had the exact same reaction of oh like you just don't have any words it's it's the same reaction it's a visceral guttural reaction and it's it's like the pain and the joy and the everything is like oh it's so nasty and raw how that got dealt to him but at the same time you're just you're so excited that something exciting happened you didn't care that it crushed somebody else it's amazing um, and then Baylor just took Houston to task, uh, and then did the same thing to Gonzaga. I, I ended up losing a couple of parlays there because I thought the Zags were going to keep it tight in the beginning because I thought Baylor just has so much talent and they're so, um, explosive. I thought they were going to come out tight and Gonzaga was going to be able to kind of wrangle them in, maybe be like, 30, you know, 4, 38 at halftime, something like that. And then Baylor was going to finally, like, get some momentum towards the end of the first half, come out of halftime, and then be Baylor. I was wrong. They were Baylor from the start. And they just came out and just played their game and made the Zags catch up because the Zags wanted to play that inside slow game. And Baylor said, fuck you. We're running. We're pressing. We're stealing. Like, they were just... They were all over the place. It was a very, very impressive win by Baylor. And, you know, that's just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. But uh, that's why they play the game, and that's why the tournament's so much fun, is because even though it does come down to the a one and a one, nobody saw it going. I mean, I shouldn't say nobody, but a lot of people didn't see it going the way that it did. So, you know, it was a fun watch. Uh, move, but... Moving into the next watch is going to be the Masters coming up here this week. So, I don't know what the fuck Bryson DeChambeau is doing, but it's pissing me off. I've never liked DeChambeau. This dude, like, he's weird from the start, but I get it. He's got his own thing. He's leaning into it a little too far. He's becoming a caricature of himself, and it's fucking annoying. You know, oh, I've got a special thing in my bag for the Masters, but I'm not telling anybody. I'm the weird guy that has all my clubs the same length. Like, look, we get it, bro. That's your cork. Oh, you're good at math. You have these weird angle things that you do. Like, we get it. Okay. But he's even growing his hair like a douche. Like, just everything about him sucks. And he's probably going to... He has a very good chance to win. Um, And it's very unfortunate because had he won when he was becoming a douchebag, it would have been a little bit easier to swallow. But now that he's like full douche, oh, it's going to be tough to swallow. But um, that being said, I have my money on the Spieth train. Um, I'm hoping that it's more of a nostalgia bet, uh, betting with my heart on that one, hoping that Spieth can kind of turn his shit around, win a, a major again, and, you know, get back into the mix. 
Uh, I think that his odds are crap. I got him at 13 to 1, but, um, you know, he should be closer to 25 to 1, in my opinion. Um, but I also put some money on my boy Brooks Kepka, the, the Brooks bomber. I've always liked him, um, just from because he could always bomb. And then once he finally, a couple of years ago, figured out the rest of his game and put it together, man, he was unstoppable there for a while. So uh, he's been injured. I'm, I'm hoping that uh, he makes a run at it. So I think I got him at like 25 to 1. And then um, somebody that I just feel is, is on the brink of surprising people is Hideki Matsuyama. So uh, he was at 60 to 1. I, I threw a little on him as well. Um, just, it's usually fun to have three or four horses in the race uh, when it's such a large field to begin with. Um, you know, so it's always fun to do it that way. Kind of like picking horses. But I've also been doing... Uh, I, that's kind of the way I gamble, though, is, is I try and... I've been putting too much money in lately, but what I try and do is do like a, a set of daily bets or weekly bets that I feel comfortable with, that I can slowly, slowly build up a foundation of cash. And then it's usually to build up for a big event like the Masters or NBA playoffs. I'm like, man, I got to get my stack up so that I could, you know, when the NBA rolls around and, you know, championship week, I got to make sure that I'm, I'm funded, all that kind of stuff. So I've been doing like round robin parlays with my baseball because baseball, you got so many options. That's the thing I love about baseball season is there's, you know, 10, 12 games a day sometimes. And you're, you know, most days I should say. I pick the six that I like the most and I'm like, okay, if I can win at least three of those, then I'll break even on the day. Because you're going to lose some with the VIG, but what I do is a round robin parlay to where I'll put a low amount of money and it just, the system automatically parlays everything to itself. So I'll get all the twos all the threes, all the fours, all the way up to six, uh, the 16 parlays. And so if I hit three out of six, then I'm hitting all those parlays too. I'm making money on the day, albeit not that much. But if I have a good day where I'm hitting five or even six, money's in the bank. Granted, those days are few and far between, but to hit three or four, that's that's a more common common thread. So that's how I like to do it, but I also pay a little bit more attention to baseball than I do basketball, so maybe a round-robin parlay and basketball is in your future. I'm just saying look for the option on your side or with your bookie. That being said, I have no fucking idea what's going on with the NBA playoff picture. All I know is that everybody's kind of hurt, and it's like, oh, what if the Nets don't win the East? Who gives a shit if they win the East? Nobody. They care about that title, baby. They want the banner. Who gives a fuck about the East? Like, come on. It's You don't have to be the number one seed. You have to be the final team standing. That's it. I think it's just one of those things where sports writers are just, you know, it's, it's the tail end of the season. People are injured. People are resting. And these fucking sports writers got nothing better to do or talk about than just projections of... These like they still have to talk about the good teams, but when there's nothing going on, they have to project the stupid banter, and it's it's not intellectual fodder. It's it's not. You're trying to intellectually finger fuck me, and I don't appreciate it. Give me the business or come up with something creative. Anyway, I just need to stop reading their shit. That's on me. 
Oh, speaking of other things I should stop doing, I should stop going to breakfast restaurants that reuse old coffee mugs. It's not cute. It's disgusting. I don't want your aunt's old mug that she gave you hand-me-down that still has lead fucking paint on it and cracks in it, but it's cute because you're saving six bucks on a mug. Give me a real mug. Give me a clean one. And if you're cleaning these old ones properly, they wouldn't have this shiny varnish on it. So something's awry here and I don't care for it. Oh, but that's again, that's just me venting and ranting like a lunatic. Oh, I, I wonder though, also with restaurants, since everything's finally reopening and people are either ignoring shit or going back to normal, have restaurants increased the price of their meals? I'm trying to think if I've noticed or if I've even, cause I, we, Fuck, I haven't eaten out very much, so I don't know. But I am interested if, like, the price per entree is up a buck, two dollars, maybe something you wouldn't notice. Um, I'm curious about that. And which restaurants are doing that? Would it be like a chain restaurant that you would think, like, uh, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but a chain restaurant or maybe like a little individual restaurant, you know? where everything's market price anyway, they're like, eh, market price is 25% more today, fella. I don't know, I'm curious about that. And what kind of, like, what kind of quality food are the restaurants getting? They should be getting the creme de la creme of everything right now, right? Or is everything just crap because nobody's been fishing and nobody's been killing cows and shit, so it's all scarce? I wonder. I should probably do a lot more research before I just randomly start talking about stuff, but that's also not how we do this here. So, even though I'm by myself, that just is what it is. So, I don't know. Let's see here. Um, let's do something fun. Let's go through my phone and see if I have any random notes that are worth discussing. Hmm. A tool is a nerdy bully. Yeah. I can, yeah. I agree with myself on that one. Uh, I got tricked into cocaine um, as a kid. I thought it was safe because they used to sell it in a can. It's a mediocre joke at best. Um, sunglasses banned for running. Oh my gosh, I must have been thinking about something like from Back to the Future, like Doc Brown was wearing. What a fucking weirdo. Be a humble savage. That's right. Be a humble fucking savage. Live your life like that. Uh, face mask on your chin when driving. Yeah. What's with all these fucking people driving around now that I mentioned it to myself? Speaking of. Okay. People who are driving with their mask around their chin. I get it. I get that part. It's convenient to just pick up and throw it over your nose. Okay. However... If you're one of those people that drives and your mouth opens when you turn, if you're one of those people, you can't wear your face mask like a chin strap because you look like you're missing the rest of the ensemble, which is a helmet. So if you're one of the people that open your mouth when you turn, and there are people out there, you guys are going to be listening to this while you're driving, and then the next time you're at a stoplight and you see somebody in the left-hand turn lane open their mouth when they're turning their wheel, you're going to go, oh, shit, you're welcome. And, but also, I'm sorry, because now you're going to notice it everywhere you go. It's like when you get a new pair of shoes or a new car, you're like, yeah, look at this. Oh, fuck, everybody has it. So, sorry about that one in advance. Um, 
I have been starting to get excited about the new movies coming out. In Southern California, AMC just opened up all their theaters uh, a couple weeks ago. It was amazing. Uh, by the way, I know I'm putting the cat out of the bag here, but it doesn't matter because if you're not sharing, then you're an asshole. Um, dude, AMC theaters, you can rent out the theater for like an older movie for a hundred bucks. And you get the whole theater to yourself, up to 20 people. So if you and four friends were going to go to the movies, you could just have the whole fucking theater to yourself. Or you could invite other people. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life, but you could get 20 people for 100 bucks. That's five bucks a person with only your friends. So if you want to chat or make fun of the movie, bro. And then for new movies, it's 300 bucks. That's a lot. But... Dude, for a hundred bucks, rent out the theater. Just go have some fun. Put your feet up. Don't care about it. Leave your phone on. Nobody cares. It's your movie. Just a suggestion. But since that stuff's been going on, I've been interested in the new movies coming out that are actually, like, new, that they've been waiting to release. One of which is Mortal Kombat. Which the original sucks balls um but you know i wish i had fond memories of it because it came out right about when i should have liked it i think i was in my late teens or something like that and it just it was not good it wasn't even a bad good it was like almost mediocre so it just was crap um but the new one if they do it the way that the trailer looks it looks amazing these movies they're finally coming around to the fact that it's like Look, these 12-year-old kids are going to figure out a way to buy the rated R ticket. Everything's online now. Just make everything rated R. You used to have to make it so little kids could buy a ticket. Uh, hello, miss. I have $5 for the cinema today and $2 for popcorn. It's not like that anymore. Get your shit online. Nobody's, you scan everything by yourself. Make everything rated R. Make movies the way they were intended to be seen. Like Mortal Kombat. When fucking, you know, they're slicing people and dicing people and they're showing hopefully like the fatalities and the brutalities and shit. The fun parts of the video game. Hopefully that's what we're going to see in the movie. So I am obviously pumped to see that. And secondly, I, like my chest is tight and I'm nervous about the Suicide Squad. Because the first version I was so excited for. And it was one of the biggest turd movies I've ever seen in my life. And it again, it was almost mediocre. That's why it sucked so bad. So James Gunn is doing this new one, which uh, he's great. I haven't seen it. I'm not a huge James Gunn person. I Like everything in life, like... Uh, music or actors and stuff. like I don't pay attention to who it is I'm like oh yeah I like that thing I don't you know I wish I gave more credit where credit was due but I honestly just don't remember that kind of detail stuff I remember very specific things about some stuff and nothing about other stuff so it's the uh, yin to my yang with my brain that's how it works but the new Suicide Squad trailer looks amazing so if they can and it was widely known that, and since Suicide Squad was recently released, it was only, I don't know, a few, 
few years ago and it got shit on so hard hopefully they've just they're like okay they it's not mortal Kombat where they had time and it kind of like okay we're gonna try and do it right if it falls a little short it's been so long as long as it's better than the first one it's like ah, okay this one it's like listen suicide squad sucked the suicide squad needs to you're calling it the suicide squad so you're telling us this is going to be the shit i'm counting on it i'm going in with full faith thinking come august 6th or 23rd or whenever it comes out i'll i'll be watching it and hopefully it's everything that i think it's going to be and more uh, i don't usually get excited about movies like that because of suicide squad the first version the beta version but um worst case scenario margot robbie's harley quinn so uh that's about it that's all you need to know so this week um with our playlist we were listening to jay-z and led zeppelin um just killer i don't know for me it was i love it uh again all these playlists are shit that i love anyway so i better fucking like it uh this week we're going with big daddy kane and millen colin so if you don't like Big Daddy Kane or know who he is, just get with this shit. Download it. You need to educate yourself or re-educate yourself if it's been a while. Big Daddy Kane is a shit. Um, and then Mill and Colin is uh, like a Swedish punk band. Uh, they're big when I was in high school. I just love them. They go well with Big Daddy Kane. That's what we try and do. I try and do is get these playlists where they kind of a mix mash, um, but something that flows together. Um, Fun fact about Melancholin, I've seen him in concert three times? Three? I don't know. Anything over two, the number gets fuzzy on how many times, unless it's like ten. Um, eight or ten. That usually sticks. So, this particular time, I think I saw him originally at the Henry Fonda um, in Hollywood, then I saw him at the Knitting Factory, and then I I think this particular time I saw him at the Palladium. Maybe this time was a... No, this time was a Henry Fonda. Um, I went with my wife, my brother-in-law, and uh, my roommate at the time. Our roommate at the time. And we go to this show, having a great time. It's like the opening bands, it's like, I don't know, like, there was a younger crowd there. Like, teens. We're like, alright, what the fuck, you know, like kids trying to get wristbands for beer you know standard punk show bullshit so finally Mill and Colin comes on and I'm a few beers deep at standard they come on I rip off my shirt I go in the mosh pit so I'm there for the first 20-25 minutes going 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 then I realize that I'm kind of close to the stage here so I start maneuvering my way to the corner of the stage and they are adamant Bef right when they get on stage. They say, nobody's getting on stage, blah, blah, blah. They make a big deal of it. So instantly in my brain, I go, I got to get on that stage. So I start inching towards the stage after I'm um, taking my break after my first big run. You know, 20 minute run. That's usually a good break time. Get some water, maybe grab a beer or something like that. And then you go back in for the final. You take a break right before the encore, finish it out strong. So... Uh, I'm at my first break after 20 minutes. I'm moving towards the front of the stage and there's a center section of general admission. There's aisles along either side of the general admission. And then there's 
tables and chairs on the other side of the aisle. So outside in is chairs, aisle, pit, general admission, standing room only. So I get up towards the front and I'm about, I wanna say 10 feet away from the corner of the stage at the front left of the aisle. Now there's this drunk chick that keeps stumbling into the aisle and security guard keeps taking one or two steps out to push it. Hey, hey, stay out of the aisle, stay out of the aisle. Egress, fire lane, blah, blah, blah. I don't even know math, uh, 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 move. So after about the third time, I'm doing a double dutch in my brain with this fucking security guard. So the third time he goes to reach out, I dart, dive on stage, jump up, start singing the song. The guy looks at me, the singer looks at me like, what the fuck? And I'm like, okay, this is pretty rude. So I go, Woo! Stage dive! I got fucking son-in-lawed, son. Everybody parted the sea. Oh my gosh, I hit the fucking deck. So, in that instance, I had to make a split decision. I either stand up and lick my wounds, or you operate like a fucking champion, you get up and right back in that pit. So that's what I did. Got up, went in the pit, finished out the show. Uh, after the show, lesbian walked up to my girlfriend, my wife, uh, girlfriend at the time, wife now, uh, hands back the shirt, my shirt, hits on her, and then we all leave. So I ended up getting my shirt back. Stage dive didn't work out so well, but here we are telling the story, you know, a decade later. Gosh, has it been that long? If I think it's been that long. Maybe longer. Whew. Well, on that note, uh, thank you guys for sticking with me if you have so far. Uh, sorry Mike wasn't able to be with me, but uh, he'll be back next time around. As always, uh, do us a favor. Follow on Instagram, at Brendallis7, at BlackIrish213, and at BlackIrishPod. Uh, share, give us a rating, give us a review. And for this, uh, this week's knowledge drop, I'm going to leave you with this. If you think that your favorite sushi restaurant is putting the same soy sauce in the red and the green caps bottles, you're probably right. Stop eating budget sushi. On that note, have a great week.